Hey everyone, this is Chris Allman, president of Sanctuary. Welcome back to the Academy, where you get the tools, tips, and advice you need to grow your business. Today on the Academy, we're talking about SEO-friendly design and why you should be implementing these intangible best practices to improve your search engine optimization. Let's jump into it. Today we're talking about SEO-friendly design again. This is part three in our series where I provide tips to help you design your site in a way that benefits your SEO instead of hurting it. Many people don't consider design an important part of SEO, but when you consider that design includes related topics like UX, user experience, and UI, user interface design, you'll start to see how many of these intangible practices that many considered opinion can make or break your SEO, and they can either improve or erode the overall experience of your website visitors. To get started, let's talk a little bit about the design of text and the elements on your page. When designing the text and links on your page, consider the color, size, and placement on the page. When I say this, I mean consider them visually and in the code. Many people consider this part of the process a designer-only department because you're designing how your content is organized and presented. But it really needs to be a mix of balancing how your content looks and feels and technical best practices in the code behind the scenes. I'm mostly going to be talking about intangible benefits of design on your SEO today, but bear with me as I take a short detour to highlight a critical coding best practice that will help you balance the tangible and intangible aspects of SEO-friendly design. First, your page titles should always be labeled in the code with what's called an H1 tag. The H1 tag not only presents the title of your page in a larger font visually, but it also tells search engines that this text has a lot to do with the subject of the page. Most of the time, it actually is a subject of the page summed up in a couple of words as the title. Placing your target keywords within the H1 on the page will get you a long way to ranking well, so make sure that your page titles are coded properly. Then, lay out additional sections with additional H headers as H2 and H3 tags to call importance to them as well, and naturally incorporate your target keywords. The H2 and H3 tags will display your text in a slightly smaller size than the H1, but larger and bolder than your paragraph text. This helps search engines to understand the topic of each major section and how it relates to the title of the page. From there, you can further bold important keywords throughout the text where possible. This is a good way to mix in similar but different combinations of key phrases and call attention to them and highlight smaller subsections of content within a section. On a pure usability note, this is also a preferred way to call out important points in your text because studies have shown that the majority of people who read on the internet scan information. By calling out important points visually using a combination of H tags, bold text, and colored links, as well as bullets that will add to the quality of their user experience and make it easy to consume the content. My next tip is about making your site easy to read. As mentioned, Presentation is everything and people do not engage with or link to sites that are hard to read and do not please the eye. 
A simple best practice that will get you most of the way there is to display your text in a relatively large size so it's easy to read. Sounds obvious, but I can't count the number of sites that I've come across that have unreasonably small text. Paragraph text and links on the page should be presented in a contrasting color from the background of your page. Designers, like it or not, there is no better way to make text easy to read than putting black text on a white background. It's the ultimate contrast, so resist getting fancy or believing that a mid-gray paragraph text is going to result in a better design. All it does is make the text harder to read. Bottom line, don't make your readers work, and it will go a long way to getting them to enjoying and engaging with your site. The other thing you can do is use a sans serif font on your website for paragraph text. Studies have shown that fonts like this are much easier to read online. Although with higher resolution displays, many people may consider this personal preference at this point. Side note for you non-designers, a serif is a decorative stroke that extends off the end of a letter form. Serif fonts are sometimes considered more classic or formal, and sans serif fonts are often considered more minimalist or casual. Depending on your overall feeling you want to convey in your site, this choice is a critical one. It could make or break whether your users want to continually engage with your site or not. And the exact font that you use may make it easier or harder for them to read. Next tip, don't keyword stuff your content. Before continuing, I'd like to reinforce that search engines pay close attention to proper sentence structure and spelling. Sites that have high quality, technically correct content will most definitely rank higher. At the most basic level, this tells them that this is quality content. I don't claim to be an English major, but I definitely try to prove my writing for spelling and do my best to craft sentences that are grammatically correct. I don't always succeed, but my point is that you should give it your best effort because it matters. On that point, here's another somewhat obvious tip, but I need to call it out because this worst practice is still running rampant. Don't sacrifice the quality of your content by trying to optimize the text. I'm sure you've seen the culprits in the past where people have clearly tried to optimize their site for specific keywords, and you've asked yourself as you're reading through the text, has this person made it through high school English? Words seem out of place and overused, possibly repeated in places where they're not necessary. It might even feel like it was written by a robot. Tell me if you'd like to read this sentence. As an SEO-friendly designer, SEO-friendly design is important to my SEO-friendly design campaigns because SEO-friendly design is the way to design an SEO-friendly page. First, this is what's called keyword stuffing. Google hates it, but more importantly, your readers will hate it because reading content like this sucks. One more strike and you're out, as they say. If you write content like this, people will not enjoy reading your site and they'll never return. That's even if they find you in the first place because Google will bury low-quality content like this. Their algorithm is smart and becoming smarter every day. They know this is not a normal way of speaking and they know that words are being overused and stuffed into the content. The most important thing to note is that humans will not enjoy reading this content. Just don't do it. Take the time to write great content that is a pleasure to read. Use your keywords in the page title, article title, the first sentence, sprinkle them throughout as needed, 
and try to finish up the article with some alternate versions of your keywords. This is all you need to do. If you take nothing else away from what I've told you today, the biggest intangible way to influence your SEO is to write naturally and don't stuff keywords into your content. To begin to close out today, let's talk about how to make your content visually pleasing or how it feels to engage with your content. How your website feels has got to be the biggest intangible element. So hear me out on this one. I'm a firm believer in the phrase presentation is everything. It may not actually be everything, but it's at least 90%. Like it or not, no matter how good your intentions are, the world will judge your presentation. The point of this podcast episode is about how good design has a major impact on your SEO, and that starts with how your website feels. There are many tangible best practices that you can point to and follow, but there are a lot of intangible ways that investing in quality design will help you. And it has nothing to do with the technical rules or what the search engines directly think of your content. Investing in quality design will immediately show that you care enough about your site to devote a decent amount of time and dollars to the finer points of the presentation. This will help with your overall respect and trust. Users will return over and over, and more importantly, they'll link to you, which is critical to SEO. I know from personal experience that I tend to go back to sites that I enjoy engaging with. There's just something about them that feels good. It's the same reason, for example, that I like working on a clean, uncluttered desk where everything has its place. All things being equal, I'm going to work in a space that makes me feel good. This same idea applies when you decide to engage with a site that looks great over a site that has the same information but doesn't feel great because of design and presentation is subpar. In my opinion, this all contributes indirectly to SEO. The more people that like your site, the more they'll engage and link to you. Your design should have a cohesive feel, an appealing and appropriate vibe, and a high-quality, well-thought-out presentation throughout. This will also provide a strong sense of legitimacy and trust. Making your website feel legit involves many subtle choices involving brand, color scheme, font size, font type, intuitive navigation, image and graphic quality, and even the amount of white space on the page. Ask any designer and they'll tell you exactly what's important. Ask any random visitor and they'll tell you that it just feels good or not. There are endless examples of this in the print world. People choose to engage with one company over another because of their logo. People choose one book over another based on the cover. Some people prefer large, hardcover books over small, cheaper paperbacks because one feels higher quality. It's the same reason why I enjoy reading certain publications and even emails over a traditional newspaper. A newspaper is a clunky format. It feels cheap and low quality. The sections are always laid out differently. Articles are broken up within different sections. The photos are low quality, and the text is usually smaller and hard to read. I mean, seriously, what other format makes you read an article and stop in the middle of it and then jump to the back of the publication to find where you left off and continue reading? I mean, how terrible is that? 
I know newspapers are not online content or a website, and I don't want to dwell on it too much, but it's a great example to use as a checklist to ensure that your content doesn't follow these terrible practices that degrade the experience of consuming content. An enjoyable experience will encourage repeat visits, links, word of mouth exposure, and even awards if it's done really well. All of this will surely help your SEO campaigns and overall rankings in time. And like it or not, it's because of all of these intangible design best practices. This has been the Academy Podcast, where you get the tools, tips, and advice you need to grow your business. As always, thanks for listening. Please visit us at academypodcast.com to find your way to more great content. You can stay connected with us on social media or by subscribing to emails that are full of additional news, advice, downloads, webinars, and special content. The Academy is a service of Sanctuary. Visit us online at sanctuarymg.com if you need a partner to help you grow your business. If I can help you in any way, please connect with me on social media or email me directly at chris, C-H-R-A-S, sanctuarymg.com. Thanks again for listening, and I hope we'll connect again soon in the near future.